0: Mark chapter number 8, verse number 13. We're going to start reading there. The Bible says, And he left them, and entering into a ship again, departed to the other side. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, neither had they in the ship with them more than one loaf. And he charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have no bread. When Jesus knew it, he saith unto them, Why reason ye, because ye have no bread? Perceive ye not yet, neither understand? Have ye your heart yet hardened? having eyes see ye not having ears hear ye not and do ye not remember when i break the five loaves among five thousand how many baskets full of fragments took ye up they say unto him twelve and when the seven among four thousand how many baskets full of fragments took ye up and they said seven and he said unto them how is it that ye do not understand let's pray lord thank you for today thank you for these guys being here in your house lord god please we need your touch we need your involvement God, we need you to affect each life, Lord, and impact us uh, for the glory of God, to make us more like you, Lord, to help us to love you more. And God, if someone's not saved in here, Lord, please, please help them not to walk out of the door without getting that taken care of and settled 100%, Lord, sure. We pray you would please, uh, God, I need your help. I need you to give me the right words and thoughts and spirit. I pray that the guys would hear your voice through the preaching. Lord, I can't do that. But, God, we know that you can. And I pray that you would just take over and that it would go well beyond me, Lord. And, Lord, please make us more like you, Lord. We all need to grow, um, myself included. We all got steps that we need to take, Lord. I pray you would help us to do that. pray you would speak to our hearts and speak to the needs today, Lord. pray, that again, you would take control. And, God, that you would use this class, Lord, for your purposes, Lord. That we would be uh, more like our Savior, Jesus Christ, Lord. We love you. Thank you for your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys can be seated. Thank you for standing. Guys, the disciples had been with Jesus for a while now. All right? They had seen his miracles. They had heard his sermons. They had watched him in every aspect of life. You guys know for three and a half years, those 12 men got to follow Jesus around. And everywhere he went, they went. Everything that he spoke, they heard. Everything that Jesus did, they saw with their eyes. So they had a front row seat for all the workings of our Savior. What a privilege that would have been, by the way, right? Wouldn't that have been amazing just to follow Jesus around, to be with him throughout his earthly ministry? Yet, guys, in this passage, Jesus identifies that in these men, they're good men. They're. Uh, loving the Lord, following him, trying to be obedient to him. But he identified that there was a disconnect. There was a disconnect in their lives. Something wasn't clicking. Okay. And Jesus gets on them in this story saying, don't you get it? And he reiterates that basically teaching them. He's saying, guys, I'm the answer. I'm the solution. Guys, many of us We've been around the things of God for a while now as well. Listen, guys, most of you, I think all of you, this is not your first Sunday. You've been around the things of God for a while now as well. But guys, if we don't watch it, we can have the same disconnect. All right. You say, "Brother what are you talking about? What kind of disconnect is this? Guys, it has to do with what we know and how we live. If we don't watch it, those can be totally disconnected. They can be out of sync. Okay? we can know all the right things, but yet not live it. He's saying, listen, guys, there is a disconnect in your life. Listen, some of you, you can know the lessons. You can know the things that you've learned, but your living is totally disconnected from it. You're totally missing the point. You can believe right, supposedly, but not behave right. That's what I'm saying. You can have the right, uh, you can perceive the right lessons and the right truth, but you cannot practice it. You can know the concepts, but your conduct be lacking. mm mm-hmm. And guys, you can know all the answers, but you don't actually apply anything. You know what it is, guys? Sometimes we talk about head knowledge and heart knowledge. Listen, that's what I'm referring to today. Here's what I mean. And I'm not getting on anybody. I'm just saying I pray that God will open our eyes to this today. Some of us, if we had a Christian test on paper in front of us and it talked about who Jesus is and how he wants us to behave and his commandments. Guys, I think a lot of guys in this room, you get 100 because, you know. book knowledge. You know what the Bible says about things. Bam, bam, bam. But when it comes to life, I think some of us are failing. You follow me? You understand what I'm saying? Listen, guys. We need to learn the lessons. I'm not against head knowledge. It all starts there. If you don't know what to do in your head, you're certainly not going to do it with your life. It's certainly not going to filter down to your heart. But it can't stop there. It can't just be a bunch of intellectual debate. It can't just be a bunch of, 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 of philosophical ideas. And you say, yeah, that's interesting. But then we don't plug it into our daily lives. Okay? Jesus says there's a disconnect. And guys, at this point in Jesus' ministry, the disciples didn't get it. My question today is, do you? Jesus wanted to teach them that he is the answer. And that's what I want to preach on today. Jesus is the answer. Okay? But guys, don't get it wrong today. You need to learn. You need to learn the stories. You need to learn the truths. When we give you definitions, write those things down. When we tell you, uh, learn about this person. We do character studies. Learn about them. Soak up every bit of knowledge you can from the Bible. It'll help you. But guys, don't let it get stuck there. Don't let it stop there. Let it progress in your life to where... It translates into how you live because guys, listen, listen, I worry about guys. I worry about guys that come every week. They know the lessons. They go to Christian school. They hear the chapel messages. They go to Bible class and they learn it all. But then in their lives, they're not living for God. They do things that they know are wrong and it doesn't bother them. That's a problem. That's a problem. Jesus says that's a disconnect. Jesus is the answer. Guys, let me remind you today. Jesus is up to every challenge. He can handle any situation. He can fix any problem. He can provide for any need. He can heal any hurt and he can save any person. Jesus is the answer today. Guys, I want to give you three points. Let me jump into the first one. And it's this point number one, the need that's apparent, the need that's apparent. Pay attention today. All right. Try to get something from this. Verse number 13 is where I'll pick it up. It says, and he left them and entering into the ship again, departed to the other side. Verse number 14 says, now the disciples had forgotten to take bread. Neither had they in the ship with them more than one loaf. That's kind of the key verse. Verse number 14. They had a need that's apparent. Guys, first of all, though, that we saw in verse number 13, they left by ship. Okay? So Jesus had been in a certain region. He had been uh teaching the people and trying to guide the people. In fact, these people didn't want to hear it, and they were arguing with him. Jesus says, Alright, uh, you don't want to listen, that's fine. He gets on a boat with his twelve disciples, and they uh, uh, uh embark on a journey. They leave. So they leave by ship. Now, guys, what I want you to focus on is this, though. The disciples. Talk about in the next verse, they lacked some supplies. They didn't have enough bread. They had one loaf of bread for 12 guys. That ain't going to last too long. (laughs) That ain't going to last too long. I know over the years, as being a youth pastor, I've had times, man, I I get pizza for everybody, and I got these big pizzas. I'm like, man, this will be great. And I made the terrible mistake of being the last person in line. And by the time I get up to that pizza box, there ain't nothing left. There's like crumbs. And I'm like, are you guys serious? You know, I thought that pizza would last. And it doesn't last. These guys had one loaf. And when we think of a loaf, we think of something like this. In their day and age, guys, what they would call a loaf was about this size. That ain't going to last for 12, 12 hungry dudes. All right. We're hearing some stories Thursday about a very hungry man. I'll I'll leave it out. It's not him, but it's probably somebody closely related to him. I'll just give you a hint. But very hungry people. Listen, that's not going to last very long. But, guys, they left by ship. You know what? These boys, when they got on that boat, guys, they couldn't jump off real quick and say, Jesus, time out. I'll be right back. Let me run down to the grocery store. Let me run down to 7-Eleven. They didn't have those things back in that day. If they left home without this, they were stuck. They were stuck. And by the way, Jesus did not give them an itinerary saying, okay, guys, we're leaving on Tuesday morning at 7. By 9, we'll reach our destination. By 9.30, we'll eat breakfast. And then we're going to stay at this hotel. And then we're going to have this meeting. And I'm going to preach here and heal this guy. And then we're going to stay the night here. That's not how it worked, guys. Jesus said, let's go. And they went. That was it. That's all they knew. Jesus didn't give them details. Guys, Jesus didn't give them uh, uh, Google Maps or, or turn by turn directions, navigation, saying, all right, got to go here and then turn right and then we'll reach our destination. Nothing like that. They didn't know. They were just trusting Jesus. He said, get on the boat. All right. Yes, sir. They got on the boat. They left. So they left by ship and they lacked supplies. Like we said in verse number 14, guys, they forgot to take bread. And they're thinking. <laughs> they're thinking amongst themselves. The boat's sailing out, crossing the Sea of Galilee. They're sailing along there. And you know what these guys are doing? Man, why didn't you bring it? It's not my fault. It's your fault. Why didn't you break it? They're arguing amongst themselves, bickering. hating. This, this was your responsibility. What are you talking about it's my responsibility? This is always your job. I, you ever love uh, people throw blame on you when it's like, dude, you do this all the time, and yeah. you forgot, and now you're trying to blame it on me? I had somebody do that years ago, and I'm thinking... Are you serious? You know, I was the teenager in the group and this guy's an adult and he forgot something and he's blaming me. And I'm like, don't even start. You know, I'm like 14 here. Get out of here. This is your fault. All right. You can be mad, but be mad at yourself. They lack supplies. So guys, as they're leaving by ship, they don't know how long they're going to be. They don't know where they're going to stay. They don't know where uh, they're going to get food, get supplies. They have no clue. They just have to uh, launch out by faith. But then they realize, oh, man, we didn't take enough food. So they lack supplies. Guys, (laughs) verse number 15, Jesus gives them a lesson that's very serious. Verse number 15, and he charged them. Guys, that means he was teaching them. He was urging them. He's saying, hey, guys, guys, this is important. I need you to get a hold of this. He charged them saying, take heed. That means pay attention. Wake up and beware. Guys, what does that mean? That means be careful, on alert, watch out. This is dangerous. What does he want them to beware of? Of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. I'll try to explain those here in a moment. But guys, it's pretty interesting and also pretty funny. Jesus' little lesson here, Dylan, he talks about leaven. You know what leaven has to do with? Bread. It's what we call yeast nowadays. You put it in the bread and it makes it rise. Okay. But in that day, they called it leaven. So Jesus gives a lesson to these guys, which is a serious lesson. But he says, as he's preaching, guys, he's alluding to an illustration of leaven, yeast, that makes the bread rise. What do you think these boys were thinking? It tells us what they were thinking in the next verse. He says, he's, he's preaching today, and what does he have to be talking about? Bread. <laughs> leaven. Verse number 16, and they reason among themselves, saying it is because we have no bread. <laughs> I'll get to that in a moment. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But these guys like, are you serious? Why are you going to be talking about bread when we ain't got no bread? It's not fair, Lord, right? You ever been there? You ever been there sitting in church and you're hungry, man, and you're sitting there? Some of y'all are always hungry. I see some looks going around the class, all right? Some of y'all are always hungry, but you're sitting in church and you're hungry. And the and the pastor, especially our pastor, sorry, I said that. Did, did I just say that? Did that just come out loud? All right, listen, but he refers to food a lot. And you're just like, you're killing me, dude. You're killing me. Don't talk about food again, all right? Like, not now, It reminds me also, I love our pastor, I'm not trying to down him, but it reminds me with our our pastor sometimes on Super Bowl Sunday night. I'm trying not to think about the game. I'm trying to stay focused, you know, get in the zone, Lord speak to me, all that stuff. Like that's what I'm trying to do. And he hasn't done that in a while, but a few years back he was like, you know, the message was how to be a Super Bowl Christian. And he kept alluding to it the whole time. And he's like, those guys on the on the on the goal line, they're pushing it. I, dude, I was like, you know, Lord, I don't want to pull my phone out and check ESPN right now. But, Lord, this is really tempting. You know, pastor's like, they're probably scoring right now. And I'm like, ah, you know, not now, man. I'm trying not to think about this. All right. But it's something you're struggling with. And then that's what happens to be alluded to referenced in the message these guys are over here their stomach growling and jesus talking about bread like man are you tuning me <laughs> sorry real fast let me throw this in when i was just getting into college we had one of those um like what do you call it orientation stuff but everybody had to take a test so like all the freshmen had to go in a few days before school started to take this test right so i'm over there i'm on the front row and I'm taking this test, one of those standardized tests. You fill in the bubbles, and we're doing all that. In the midst of this thing, I drop my pen or my pencil, okay? It goes on the ground. Dude, I reach down. There's a blonde girl next to me. I reach down. As I'm reaching down, her stomach growls. I thought she was about to eat my hand, you know? I reach down, and her stomach's like, Rum! I'm like, you know? And she's just like, didn't, she gave me this look. She didn't say anything. But it was kind of like, whatever, you know? I'm just like, girl, that's your problem, all right? But I grabbed my pencil got back to work, but... Like, don't eat me. I'm over here. I'm just trying to do my test. Get into school, all right? Listen, Jesus gives a lesson that's serious. He's saying, guys, listen. He's saying, beware, beware. It's dangerous, the leaven, the yeast of the, of the Pharisees and of the Herodians. You say, what is that talking about? Well, you know what the lesson is? I'll be quick with this. But the Pharisees, what are they known for? They're known for hypocrisy. And, guys, the thing about leaven, you know what it is? It starts off really small. But you know what leaven is all about? It spreads. It's influence spreads. Hey, guys, guys, the influence of hypocrisy can spread into your life. That's why Jesus is saying, hey, take heed, pay attention and beware. This is serious, guys. He's saying, listen, if by the way, guys, you hang around people that are like this. It will rub off on you. He's saying, beware of the hypocrisy. Hey, guys, you better watch it because maybe you don't mean to at first. Just be a little fake. Just be a little fake. Maybe you had to rush through your devotions. Maybe you didn't. But you just, you just had to scoot by. And listen, guys, I get it. Maybe that happens every once in a while. But you say, you know what? I think I pulled that off pretty good. I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to do it again. Even when I have time to do things as I should. Hey, guys, that's hypocrisy. That's being fake. He says, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is fakeness, hypocrisy. And then he says, and of the leaven of Herod. Herod was the tetrarch of that region. In that day and age. But you know what he was all about? Immorality and corruption. You know what we could uh, tie those up into one little package and call it? We could call it worldliness. Yeah. Fornication. Hey, guys, careful, careful, young man. When you're flipping on the TV today, guys, there's fornication all on that thing. Yeah. And, guys, you let that in, that'll spread in your life. Yeah. Hey, you better ask God to clean your mind every day. Amen. And, and keep your heart right. Like David said, create in me a clean heart, oh God. You better do that and ask God to help you with these things. But listen, Jesus says, listen guys, this lesson is serious. It's serious. Hey, beware of those things because it's like leaven. It'll start off small, but it'll grow and grow and grow. Hypocrisy and worldliness. Are you guilty of those? Is that spreading in your life? But guys, they left by ship. They lacked supplies. They didn't have enough bread. And Jesus gives them a lesson that's serious. But as we already read in verse number 16, guys, there is laughable silliness. Guys, 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 Jesus is trying to teach them something important for their Christian lives. And Anthony, Anthony they're over here like, he's got to be preaching on bread today. You know why he's doing that? Just because he knows we forgot bread. He's picking on us. That's what they think. That's really what they think. They say, man, he's picking on us. He's, he's just rubbing it in. You guys don't have enough bread. Too bad for you. That's really what they think. Hey guys, but don't we do the same thing? You say, "What are you talking about, guys?" I- I've known people that'll sit in this class or sit in main church. We'll be preaching and teaching about things, and as soon as we get on music, you turn me off. Mm-hmm. You know, what you say that's not God speaking anymore. That's Brother Tom. Mm-hmm. Listen, guys, I'm not saying every word that comes out of my mouth is from God. I'm not saying that. I'm not a prophet. All right. But you know what? When we're teaching you something out of the Bible and we hit on one of those things that's needed and that's a problem and that's taking you downhill and that's the devil's using to lead you away from God. How dare we just cut it off and say, I'm not listening to that part. You know what we're doing? He's preaching on bread. (sighs) Are you serious? You know, we say that's just his opinion. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> we read some verses about it's good for a man not to touch a woman mm. well that's just his opinion that's just his interpretation you know we're, we're just like these disciples at the time saying yeah. it's just because he's pre- he's preaching on bread why is he rubbing it in mm. guys don't you think we can read it on the page and say come on guys you should have listened to the lesson jesus is trying to teach you something important but guys Let's not be blind to our own lives. Yeah. Hey, maybe maybe you do have a weakness in one of those areas. Maybe it's girls. Maybe it's friends. Maybe it's music. Maybe it's uh, things on the internet that you click on. Hey, guys, guys, when we start preaching on those things, don't turn us off. Yeah, I I, hey, I, let me while I'm in the neighborhood, hit it. I've heard I've had some guys. Man, the whole message. Whenever we're reading the the Bible, Wes, we're explaining it. Their heads down. They're tuned out. As soon as we start telling jokes, their head goes up. They, they smile, they laugh I'm like, oh, they can put their head up They don't have a neck problem You know what I mean? I'm like, are you serious here? Listen guys, let's pay attention You know why? Because it comes from God right. Not because it's entertaining Not because it's funny Not because it's interesting right. Let's pay attention because it comes from God And it'll help us Hey guys, all the preaching will help us If we'll take it seriously Amen. But these guys have laughable silliness They're saying, it's because we don't have bread you rubbing it in, he's picking on me no You know what Jesus does in response to that? He scolds them. He gets on them. Verse number 17. When Jesus knew it, he saith unto them. Notice Jesus' questions. Why reason ye? Because ye have no bread. Perceive ye not yet, neither understand, neither uh, have ye your heart yet hardened, having eyes see ye not, having ears hear ye not, and do ye not remember? Hey guys, he just pumps them with about five questions. Bam, 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 bam. You know what he's saying? Guys, you don't get it? How can, listen, how can you be focused on bread? He's saying, how do you not understand this? Notice real quick some of these words. He's saying you're so stuck on the fact that you don't have enough bread. The middle of verse 17. He says, "Perceive ye not yet. That means still. At this point, you still don't get it. Continuing on, neither understand. Have ye your heart yet hardened? Still you don't get it, guys? And then verse 18. Having eyes, see ye not. Having ears, hear ye not, neither understand. You know what he's saying? You've seen this and you still don't get it? You heard this and you still don't get it? Come on, guys, wake up. You say, Brother Tom, I'm still not totally understanding. You'll get it as we go. But guys, he's getting on them. He's getting on them saying, guys, you're so focused on bread. Hey, guys, let's stop focusing so much on our pet sin and let's focus on what God is saying to us. And if God is, t- is getting on us in a certain area, let's say, you know what? That's what God said about it. That's what I'm going to do. Amen. Yeah. And stop saying, he's picking on me. Right. Oh, he's just saying that to me because of the neighborhood I grew up in or the skin color I have. Guys, I cannot tell you how many times we've heard these dumb excuses, lame excuses. I don't care what color you are, what money you have or don't have, what neighborhood you're from. Listen, if God said it, we need to do it. There's no excuses. But well, we want to make all these excuses hmm. all the time. Listen. There's a need that's apparent. So, guys, as they leave on this boat, these guys realize, Dylan, we don't have enough food. Why didn't you bring it? Didn't didn't you plan for this, Ethan? Come on, man. And they're bickering. And then Jesus alludes to it. And these guys saying, he's just picking on us, man. My stomach's already ground. He has to be preaching and talking about bread. Jesus says, are you serious? Guys, are you serious here? Now, that's the need that's apparent. Point number two. There's numerical accuracy. You say, huh? Numerical accuracy. Verse number 19 and 20. Get this. Jesus, again, asked them some questions. He says, when I break the five loaves among 5,000, how many baskets took ye up? Full of fragments took ye up. They say unto him, 12. Verse number 20. And when the seven among 4,000, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? And they said, seven. Guys, Jesus alludes back to two amazing miracles that he did. Now, maybe some people don't know this, but we hear the story about Jesus feeding the 5,000. All right? Do you guys know with how many fish and bread... Does anybody know? Ethan? Five bread and two fish. Yeah. Five loaves of bread and two fish, right? We've heard about that a lot. There's actually a a separate occasion where Jesus fed 4,000. At that point, he had seven pieces of bread, and it says a few fish. It doesn't tell us the exact number. So there's two different occasions, okay? And Jesus alludes to both of these here. He's talking about these amazing miracles. He says in verse number 19, guys, when I break the five loaves among 5,000... He said, how many baskets full of fragments took he up? This is in John chapter 6 that it talks about it and other uh, instances in the Gospels. He's saying, guys, you remember that? We had 5,000 and the other passages tell us that it was the, the count that they had was 5,000 men. It said beside women and children. So it was probably more like 15 to 20,000 people. Jesus had five pieces of bread, these little loaves like we're talking about, and two fish. Guys, that's amazing, right? He took that. He gives to the disciples. They give it to the people. And guys, it keeps going and going and going and going and going and going. Kevin, every single person there, it says ate and ate so much that they were filled. They couldn't eat anymore. And when they were done with the whole thing, guys, he said, take up the fragments that remain. And they filled 12 baskets full of leftovers. That's crazy. Right. So that's one instance. And he asked him, he's saying, guys, you remember when I did that? You remember that amazing miracle? He's saying, I want to check your memory here. I want to ask you about your memories. How many baskets took did we take up? Now, Kevin, that kind of seems obscure to me. I would think he would say, do you remember how many fish we had? Do you remember how many how much how many pieces of bread we had? Do you remember how many people were there? No. He says, how many leftovers did we have? How many baskets? These guys know, though. Guys, they know exactly. They know the answer. He said, how many baskets took we up? They say unto him, 12. They know exactly. And then he asked them about the other occasion. There was another occasion earlier in this chapter, in fact, where he fed um, 4,000 people and he had seven pieces of bread and a few fish. And he said, how many baskets full of fragments did we take up after that? They said, seven. These guys knew exactly. You say, brother Tom, what are you talking about here? All right. They have a need that's apparent. They didn't have enough bread. Jesus is teaching. They lose to that. They're saying, come on, man, why are you picking on us? Jesus gets on them. Point number two, there's a numerical accuracy. Jesus said, hold on. When I fed those 5,000 people, five pieces of bread, two fish, how many baskets did we take up? 12. They knew exactly. When I fed the 4,000 people and, and I had seven pieces of bread, how many baskets did we take up? Seven. Hey guys, they knew the answers. They had experienced these amazing miracles. They had these memories of how many exactly. And guys, they answered in minute detail. It doesn't say that when Jesus asked how many they had, Peter's over there. Uh, how many did we have? Nathaniel, you remember Thomas T? That's not what it says. It says they knew right off the top of their head the answer. They knew it in minute detail. These guys were on it. They knew exact information, precise info. You say, Brother, Tom, what does this have to do with us? They knew the answers, guys. But then let's get to point number three, the neglected answer. So they had a need that's apparent. They had numerical accuracy. They knew exactly what happened in those miracles. But then our last verse of this passage, verse 21. And he said unto them, how is it that you do not understand? Guys, he's putting all the pieces together now. He's saying, guys, we're on this boat and you don't have enough bread. And you're bickering and you're wondering, what are we going to do? Jesus, there's no 7-Elevens on the other side of the Sea of Galilee. There's no McDonald's. There's no, there's no Dollar Tree that we can load up on snacks, you know, uh, ramen noodles and whatnot. All right? There's no place like that here, Lord. What are we going to do? And Jesus asked him, you remember how many we took up? Yeah. You remember how many we took up? Yeah. And then he asked him, how is it that you do not understand? Hey guys, here it is right now. They answered correctly. They knew with precision the answers. And they had the all-powerful Christ sitting right in front of them. But guys, there was an absent conclusion. You listening today? There was an absent conclusion. Hey guys, they were so blind. They so missed the obvious point. You say, alright, what is the obvious point? Guys, let's put this up now. You had one occasion with 5,000, you have another occasion with 4,000, and then you have this occasion with the 12 disciples. Guys, what was the need in each case? Can somebody raise your hand and give me the answer? What was the need in each situation? Food. They needed food. The 5,000 needed food, the 4,000 needed food, and the disciples needed food. was the answer? What was the solution to these problems? Mr. Chris again? Jesus. This is why Jesus asked him in verse number 21. How do you not understand? How are you not getting this? Guys, when the 5,000 people needed food, who was the answer? It was Jesus. When the 4,000 people needed food, who was the answer? It was Jesus. And then when the 12 disciples needed food, you know what they're doing over here? Uh, 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 I don't know. That's why Jesus asked them in verse 21, said, are you kidding me? Are you guys serious right now? When those 5,000 people, like we said, probably we could crank that up to fifteen to 20,000 people needed food. I was the answer, guys. Hello. You were right there. You saw it with your eyes. You heard it with your ears. Guys, in fact, Jesus passed the fish and the bread to the disciples and then they gave it to the people. Mm-hmm. Guys, it literally passed through their hands. The miracle of God passed through their hands. They gave it to this person. They gave it to that person. They gave it to... And it just kept going and going. I'm sure some of these guys are looking at each other like, How are these things lasting so long? Did we get everlasting bread? (laughs) You heard of everlasting gobstoppers. Like, what did we buy? Like, whoa, this little kid that brought this food. Where did he get it from? It's not where he got it from. It's who he gave it to. He gave it to Jesus. And when it Guys, when you put it in the hands of Jesus, Jesus can do something special with it. By the way... Not the message today, but when you put your hands in the life of Jesus, he can do something special with it. He can do something with it that no one else can. Different message for a different day. All right? But he's saying, when they had a need, I was the answer. When the 4,000 had a need, I was the answer. And then he's saying, guys, you have the exact same need. And you're over here questioning, what are we going to do? You're freaking out. You're looking up You're looking up Google Maps. Where's the closest restaurant? Where can we find something to eat? Who has enough money? Come on, man. How are we going to make it through here? And Jesus stops them saying, Guys, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. How can you not see the answer? It's so obvious. You know what he's saying? I'm the answer. Right. I'm the solution. Amen. And guys, the application to Christians. Listen, we can be the same way. Listen, we can be the exact same way. Guys, we can learn all these lessons. You know, hey guys, were the disciples unclear about uh, those miracles and the details of those miracles? Mm-hmm. They know exactly, right? In mm-hmm. fact, they knew the exact amount of leftovers they took. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. They knew the answers. But guys, when it came to their own lives, mm-hmm. they missed the point. Right. There was a disconnect. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, listen. You guys said in church every week. Most of you, pay attention. You sit in church every week. You hear about the amazing things Jesus does. You hear how he forgives sins. You hear how he changes people. You hear how he saves souls. You hear how he transforms lives. You hear how he gives victory over sin and temptation. You hear all these things. You hear the testimonies. You hear the preaching from our pastor. You hear the songs that lift up the truths of the word of God. You hear all these things. You see the bus routes rolling out of here to pick up kids, to bring them to hear about Jesus. Listen, guys. You can know all the answers. But miss the point in your own life yeah. Hey guys Let's not be like that Let's not be like these Let's not be like these disciples And know all the answers Listen guys If you didn't go to Christian school That's a privilege And you should soak up every minute of it By the way Don't goof around Don't be an idiot in a Christian school Amen. Did you just say that Brother Hum? Yes I did Don't yeah. Don't waste your time This is a privilege right. I know guys that would love to have the opportunity That some of you have But you're just blowing it off Like it's nothing mm-hmm. Don't do that yeah. Don't do that But you can know all the answers, and I'm all for that. But Kevin, I've known a lot of guys that can get a hundred on my Bible exam, but they're failing in their Christian lives. Mm. Wow. Guys, that's not what we want. Listen, if you get a if you get a decent score on your Bible exam, but you're living for God, that's what we want. That's what we want. That's what it's all about, guys. Some of us we say, "Who is the answer for the five thousand Jesus? Who is the answer for the four thousand Jesus?" What are you going to do in your own life? I don't have a clue. I don't know where to find the answers. We're missing it. Jesus is the answer. Listen, guys, he's the answer for whatever problem you're facing, whatever solution you need. He's it. Guys, he has all power. He has all knowledge. He has all wisdom. And he can help you with whatever you're going through. Guys, he has all sufficient grace. That means for every single one of you, he can give you the help that you need. You say, all right, like what? Guys, we can know in the Bible, how Jesus provided for the Jews. Guys, for 40 years, for 40 years, he led them through that wilderness and he rained down bread from heaven. He, he Manna, he took care of them. Not old manna, new manna. He, he did it every single day and took care of them. All those 40 long years. But guys, then we face a problem when we say, oh no, uh, how am I going to get provision for my life, for my family? What am I going to do? How am I going to make ends meet? Hey guys. We're missing the answer. It's right in front of us. How how can we go to a a church that preaches about Christ every week, but then we face a problem and then we say, oh, no, what am I going to do? I I guess I go. I better go talk to my worldly friends to try to get a solution for this problem. I guess I better click on Facebook to see what other people do in this similar scenario. Hmm. Let me go check YouTube. Guys, how about we go to God and say, God, you have all power. You have all grace. You have you have everything that I need. God, give me some help here. Guys, I'm not saying every time he's going to do a miracle and you do nothing. He may say, hey, go do this. Go go talk to this person. Go look up this thing. Go do some research. Go, go work harder at this. That may happen very often. But listen, guys, why don't we go to him? Why don't we go to him? If you have a struggle in your life, why are we going to him? Hmm. We're missing the point. We're missing the answer. We're just like the disciples. We, we don't, don't have, have enough bread. And we're thinking, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? Wow. Jesus is staring at them like, seriously? You remember these times, right? Then why aren't you getting it? Hey guys, we've seen people with broken lives come to the Lord and God change them and give them a new life. But some of you are going after the worldly stuff that broke their lives. Wow. How are we not getting it? He provided for the Jews, but yet we don't think he can provide for us. Listen, David, we know about David's sin, but God forgave his sin. Psalm 51, he said, against thee, thee only have I sinned. Can I tell you, God forgave him. God brought him back. God restored him. God still used him. Listen, if you're in sin today, go to God. He'll forgive you. He's faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins, cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Guys, he's able to give strength to the weak. We learn these stories, but sometimes we don't apply it to our own lives. Are you weak today? He can give you strength. We learn how Jesus sustained people, how Daniel, he brought him all throughout his life living a consistent Christian life. But we can't seem to live a consistent Christian life. Guys, he gave, he promises to give wisdom. James chapter one, verse five. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. But yet we don't ask God when we lack wisdom. You see what I'm talking about? You say, I know, it's so repetitive. Well, I hope you get the point today. Because these disciples had followed Jesus around for years at this point, And they're clueless. At this point, later on they got it. But at this point, they're saying, what are we going to do? They're scurrying, running around, saying, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? We've got to figure this out. And they have the all-powerful Christ sitting right in front of them. Guys, he can give you wisdom. He can give you victory. Listen, guys. We hear stories. Listen, this is what it's all about. I hope this makes sense to you. Anthony, we hear stories about they walked seven times around Jericho and God gave them victory, right? We hear stories about how David beat Goliath, right? We hear these stories. But then when we face a temptation, we can't seem to get victory over it. Guys, can I tell you and teach you, we don't just tell you these stories so that you can remember the stories and say, yeah, that was really cool. David swung his slingshot around right in the guy's head went down chopped this up that's all good to know but you got to transfer it to your life you say so i need to knock down a giant today no you need to get victory over the giants in your own life you understand what i'm saying we've got to transfer it we miss the whole point cuz we just think it's a story that we can uh, that we can just recount the facts of it guys this is not like a history class i'm not against history listen But a history class, you're just learning facts, right? You're learning, they lived this time, they did this, they accomplished this, blah, 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 blah. Guys, it's got to go deeper than that. In the Christian life, you should learn these things, but it's got to go deeper than that. It needs to affect your life. Hey, guys, how can we read a story and hear a sermon about David beating Goliath, but yet the devil's beating us down all week long? That's who we need to beat down in our own life. Right. How? By listening to God. How? By following the examples that God has laid out. How? By getting God's word in our heart so that we can get victory. Yeah. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Hmm. Do you get the point? Do you get the picture? Yeah. At this point, the disciples weren't getting it. But Jesus is teaching them, saying, How do we not get this? Guys, he can give you victory in your own life. These stories are not just so that we know that the Israelites got victory at Jericho and David got victory on the battlefield that day. Listen, you need to get victory over the temptations in your life. You understand? That's it. That's it. And by the way, guys, does your family have a need? You know what you need to do? You need to pray to ask Jesus to help you with it. Because if he was the answer for these situations, he can be the answer for you. Again, he may not do it in some miraculous way. But he'll take care of you. Guys, you trust in him, he'll take care of you. Right. Let's not be so blind to it. Listen, I wouldn't suggest that when you pray, go outside and reach your hands out because he's going to rain down manna. Probably not. Probably not. But you know what? God will take care of you. I've heard stories where people are praying for food and then uh, God touches someone else's heart in the church and they drop off groceries and, and, and don't even let anybody know who it was. You know what? That's the Lord doing that. Yes. That's the Lord touching this heart. Hard and and working in this situation and fixing this problem. Listen, Jesus still does miracles. But listen, guys, we don't trust him like we should. Mm -hmm. That's the issue. Yeah. And by the way, if you're sitting in this room today, you have some kind of obstacle that you can't overcome. You're struggling. How do you think Moses felt when he stood against that Red Sea? Mm -hmm. The Egyptians are after him, hunting him down hot on his tail. He's got mountains on either side. He's got a Red Sea in front of him. You know what? He trusted God. God split that thing wide open so he could get across. And some of us have some obstacle in our way, and we say, man, I could never overcome this. Mm-hmm. Well, you're right. You can. not But with God's help, you can. Why don't you go to God and say, God, I need your help in this situation. I've got this obstacle. I'm struggling, God. Hey, I don't know how God's going to do it. He may He may split it wide open. I don't, I don't know. But God will help you through it if you trust him. But Dylan, some of us, we learn the stories, but we don't connect it to our own life. We're missing the whole point. Hey, guys, we've seen people get saved in church, but maybe you're sitting in this room today and say, oh, uh, you know, uh, maybe people think I'm saved, but I'm not really saved. Mm. And and I don't think there's anything to it. You've seen it. You've seen it happen. You've seen lives change. Why don't you trust him with your life? Amen. Guys, we've seen in the Bible how Paul, who was a wicked man and, and persecuting Christians and God saved him and changed him. But some of us don't think God can change us. Mm -hmm. We're not listening. That's why Jesus is saying, guys, don't you get it? Don't you get it? Jesus says, I'm the answer. I'm the solution. Hey, guys, I hope we learn from this. Because if we don't watch it, we can hear preaching every week. We can go to Christian school, hear all the lessons. We can go to youth conferences, Bible conferences. We can hear all the hot and heavy preaching. We can hear the great songs and all the emotion. But guys, listen. And we can totally miss the point. You know what yeah. the point is? Jesus is the answer. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, you're struggling with your music. Jesus can give you victory over that. Uh-huh. But you got to trust Him. Yeah. Hey, guys, you, you're, you need to get away from the wrong friends, but it's hard for you. Ask Jesus to help you. He can help you. He's the answer. Right. You have a need in your family. By the way, Jesus can heal people. He can do these things. He doesn't always choose to, but He can do these things. Why don't you go to Him? Because if we don't watch it, Ethan... We can know all the details and all the facts of the stories, but when it comes to our own life, we're over here. Hmm. Guys, we're missing the whole point. Jesus is the answer. What's your need today? Jesus is the answer. You know what Jesus said? He said, come unto me, all ye labor, heavy laden, I will give you rest. Hebrews 4, he said, uh, come boldly under the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know what he's saying? What's your issue? What's your problem? Bring it to me. Come on. Come on. Bring it. Bring it to me. I can take care of it. Hey guys, and that's the God that we serve. He was the answer for the 5,000. He was the answer for the 4,000. And even though they didn't realize it right then, he was the answer for the 12 disciples. And guys, he's still the answer today for you. Don't run to Facebook and your friends and the music and the culture and the filth of this world saying, oh, I need some answers. They can't provide them. They can only provide lies because they come from the devil. You go to God asking for strength. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're depressed. Jesus can give you joy. Jesus can give you love and peace and all those things. He can do that. And only he can. He's the answer. But well, some of us aren't going to him to get the answer. Hey, guys, I hope we learned today. Jesus is the answer. Don't you get it? Don't you get it? I hope so. Let's bow our